Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Gritty Men podcast. Um, We are here to equip, encourage, and inspire God's men to live God's way for God's glory. In today's podcast, I have a very special guest with me all the way from the big state of Alabama. This is Josh Sparkman. So, Josh, welcome to the podcast today. It's a privilege to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Look forward to what God's going to do here. Hey, if we look tired, there's good reason for it, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We're actually shooting this one early in the morning. This is Sunday morning, and uh, so we came here early today to get this shot. But yesterday, um, we had a full day. A real full day. (laughs) Yeah, man, we sure did. Yes, sir. Um, We uh, just wrapped up the gritty camp here um, at our church, and then Josh and his church are also doing uh, the gritty camp at his church and so they're on week three but we just finished ours up and then we had our final ruck yesterday and so we had really two rucks for guys if they chose to do it so um but it was uh man it was a full day it was it was good though absolutely really good so if we look tired that's the reason we look tired but anyway um josh i just want you to um, introduce yourself to everyone i mean you you've got uh, um a great family Beautiful wife, you've got all those things. So tell tell us all a little bit about yourself. So, uh, of course, my name's Josh. I pastor a church there in North Alabama and uh, Cowboy Church, no offenses. And I got a wonderful family, as John said. I got a wife and three girls, and uh, we kept trying, but it didn't work out. So we got uh, we got three beautiful girls, Lainey Marie, she's uh, 11, and Lillianne's 7. And then Lucy is three. She'll be four in a few days here, June the 4th, I believe. So um, my wife, Amanda, she's the backbone. Uh, she's really got four kids. I get that. Yeah, yeah. true statement. She's got three girls and a boy. I just get a boy. So. She would definitely agree with that. <laughs> so she's got me. And uh, so uh, the Lord's just been good to us. We've uh, just been grateful to be part of his plan and, and get to be part of what he's doing. Uh, I pastor the church. I'm also a fireman there uh, in Coleman. I was in Decatur for a long time, Decatur, Alabama, and just recently swapped departments due to some scheduling. But anyways, I'm a fireman there in Coleman and, and do that. And we farm a little bit and so uh, have some cattle and, and do those things. Love the outdoors and, and mm-hmm. just love being God's man in, in this time that we're in. So, Yeah, absolutely. It is an incredible time right now to be to be a kingdom man, isn't it? It is. You know, yeah. you, you got to realize that you are the, are the, uh, the the rarity. I guess the uh, the minority. Absolutely. You know, in, in the time that we're in, um, but I think it's still. Uh, you know, I noticed this being outside of the church. You know, inside of the church, sometimes I think you can feel like you're surrounded by people like you a little bit. You know, in a sense, outside of the church. You know, in the fire services. It's easy to see that you know there's still respect for God's man. There's still a, there's still a something inside of every person that that realizes that there is a, a God space. You know that they that they and so I get to get to be a part of that outside of of my normal doings um, at the church, and that's a blessing in my life. So oh yeah, so gives you lots of opportunity for Absolutely. a unique ministry, doesn't Absolutely. it? For sure. Absolutely. Well, Josh and I have been friends for several years. I consider him one of my best friends, and uh, and we've had a lot of uh, adventures together. Yes, definitely have done some, to <laughs> say the least. We've done some pretty awesome things together, and so um, it's definitely a privilege to have you on. And um, you know, Josh came all the way from Alabama, he and his family, to take part in this ruck, and uh, it really meant meant a lot to the guys here at our church and to me for you to take the time to do that. And um, so. We're, we're very grateful and thankful that you're here. And I know that today, this morning, we talked about, um, just want to read a verse out of Ecclesiastes um, and talk about the importance of friendship. And, you know, guys, we really do need um, some good friends, godly men, great influences in our life, guys that we can count on and trust. And to be honest with you, I mean, they're, they're really they're, they're, they're more valuable than gold because you don't get a lot of guys like that in your life. And when God uh, brings those men into your life, um, it's really a gift from God and something to be treasured and appreciated. And I definitely feel that way with Josh, that he's one of those men that God has brought into my life. And uh, I thank the Lord for that. So we don't get a lot of these guys, but when you do, um, you're sure grateful for them. But in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, starting in verses 9, 
through 10, it says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. And uh, that is very, very true because as men, we have a tendency to kind of be lone wolves. Yeah. You know, we, we are, um, we're made and uh, not only that, but I think we're raised to, to handle things on our own if we're able to, especially yeah. in this culture. Yeah. Um, if something needs done, you just do it. Right. Um, but you do oftentimes find yourself um, at times in your life where you need, you need a brother in Christ, someone yeah. you can trust to sure enough be there for you. Yeah, and that's, and that's trust is a big word, you know, that wow. uh, when you start talking about friendship and the, the person that you have with you, you know, I think back over times in my life where I was so thankful someone was with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you think about in God's word, um, all the all the people, all the men, God's men, who when they got along got in trouble, you know, David got along, got in trouble, sure you know, but times in his life where he had men like Jonathan who was there mm-hmm. to, to help him up and move him along. You know, Paul had men in his life, you know, that were that were there with him, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you go all the way back to uh, Moses, you know, when he was talking to God, he's like, you know, I can't do this. He said, Well I'm gonna send you a man right. to help you, you know, and you got yeah. you think about that in your life, you know, and I think it's so vital like in the fire service, uh, you know, we that's that's like the number one you know, end all do all type concept is you don't go into the building alone. You know, you don't you don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we train as a crew uh, to know that who's with us. You know, to know what that person is capable of. To be um, to 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 trust that person in a sense, just from a from a from a career aspect. <clears throat> but whether it's ministry. Um, whether it's in the backwoods, we'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, whatever we're doing in life is so valuable to apply God's uh, precepts and concepts, especially when it comes to uh, two being better than one. You know, it's, and it's, I, I can't remember the the exact numbers, but you know, there's a, you know, if you put one mule, he can pull so much, you know, mm-hmm. and you harness him with another, it's not just double, it's three times. Right. Yeah. You know, and then you put a team and they can pull oh, it's yeah. a crazy amount more than what just one of them can pull. And, mm-hmm. and and that's so valuable for our lives. So it is. You know, first Corinthians fifteen thirty three says that bad company corrupts good character. So in the same I'm way sure that, yeah. the type of men that you place around you in your life are very, very important. And because of the reality is that, you know, that type of character of an individual is something that affects those around him. Yeah. And even Jesus, I was thinking about this this morning, you know, it's fascinating to me that all Christ did have 12 um, apostles that he selected himself. There were certain times when Jesus took just the inner three, I call Mm. them the inner three. Yeah. um, Peter, James, and John. I think about that moment when he took them up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Wow. And he was transformed before them. And Moses and Elijah met him there. And I think... Wow, how incredible that must have been. But it seemed even Jesus had three that he was very especially, you know, close to. Right. Um, even in that group of twelve and and I think it's that way. I, I know there's a lot of men um that watch this and will be watching this that probably are kind of lonely. Yeah. You know, I talk to men all the time that kind of feel isolated and alone. Mm-hmm. And um you don't need a huge group, you just need a few. Yeah. And I think that's that's an important thing. And well, the truth is, is that there's, there's really only going to, in my experience, I don't know this is for everybody, but there's, even when you're surrounded by hundreds or thousands of people, there, there's really only going to be a few. Yeah. You know, you think back to, to high school, you had a group of, of buddies <laughs> that you ran with, and, you know, we played ball and all those things, and there's one I still talk to today. Yeah. And at that time, you know, you thought, that that would never end, you know. Right. That that this this is my tribe. This is this is who I'm going to stick with. Mm-hmm. This is my boys. But um, you know, there is only a few. There's only a few that. And you know, something I have kind of always thought about. I was, I heard a teaching a long time ago. Um, a friend of mine, Trey Johnson, taught on the relationship matrix and how certain people in your life are meant to be certain things. Sure. You know, some people are meant to be contacts, and that's all they'll ever be is just a contact. Mm-hmm. Some people are just meant to be acquaintances. You know, they're just 
yeah, I know them, but we don't, you know, I don't have a whole lot of, you know, outside of just, hey, how are you doing, walking through town, you know. Um, they're just an acquaintance. And then some people are meant to be friends, yeah. you know, and some people are meant to be family. Mm-hmm. And when you get those people out of line in your life, if you try to make a contact, a friend, right, or a friend, just an acquaintance, you know, yeah, it, it messes up the matrix. It yeah. was the, the point of the teaching. And, um, you know, I think there's divine appointments with certain people in your life. And I think back mm. um, just on our life, you know, and, and, and when I, it was early. I mean, I think right out of the gate in ministry for me that I was able to meet um, y'all, you know, you. And and uh, from that point, God's, you know, done a, a work through that. And the thing is, is that, you know, we talk maybe twice a month, you know. Right. But at the same time, uh, there's been crucial moments in our life where that divine appointment of it being me and mm-hmm. you and not me and somebody else uh, has been important for me. You yeah. Know? So. I'm asking. thankful for that. Absolutely. I think one of the things when it comes to that is is asking God, you know, to give us those people, to let our eyes see who those people are in our life, you mm-hmm. know, give us the spiritual mindset to think, Absolutely. who is that person? Who is God intending to be that that man in my life, that friend in my life that, that I can share those, you know, deep truths with and I can count on when times get hard, so. Yeah. Well, I think too, um, you know, we, we spoke about this just briefly yesterday, but um, sometimes I think you, like the word trust, the word trust there is, is a very, very important thing. And whether it's marriage or a friendship or business, whatever it is, if that trust is ever violated, um, you find that it's very, very difficult for that to ever be reestablished. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen that a lot in marriages when I do a lot of counseling with couples that have gone through infidelity or whatever it might be. And and it's very, very hard for that trust to ever be established again. But I've even found in ministry, especially for some of you pastors out there that might be watching this or will be watching in the future, um, I find that uh, leadership or ministry in itself can be a very lonely place in a place where trust has been violated um, by people you never thought might do that. And over the years, it can make you cynical and um, you know not as willing to trust. And so... Um, I think that's something we have to guard our hearts against as as well, too, yeah. I think, because that can. You know, and that's, you know, pastors or our leaders at all, you know, there's kind of a, a saying that you're, um, you know, it's lonely at the top. Yeah. Kind of deal. Sure. Um, and part of that is, is on us, too, you know, because we're, we we have been hurt so much. It's hard to it's hard to venture back out, you know. Right. It's, if it's going to be done right, I'm going to do it alone, whatever, and then people – um, you know, we kind of guard our life so much from that. Right. And so, uh, you know, I think it's important that we that we understand that how valuable it is. You know, just like in, in Greedy Man here in the camp we've been doing, you know, one of the things, there is a lot of self-accountability because that friend's not always going to be there. Well, absolutely, you got to have it. Um, but there's also a time of where we need the Jonathans in our life to say, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> like, right. Why are you, well, you know, you know, don't eat that. Can- you know, you said you weren't going to eat sweets during this. Deal, you know? <laughs> don't eat that candy bar. Right. You know? Yeah, and, man. Uh, and, you know, stay committed. That's right. Yeah. Or, or to say, Hey, you know, why are you not, why are you not showing up? Yeah. You know, or, you know, why, why are you, I got um, one of my very close friends, Thad, you know, and, you know, he's, he's very adamant that I'm, with my family, which I'm very thankful for. You know, I struggle with that, just being busy. And, and um, you know, he'll I, he'll see me somewhere, and he's like, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> why are you here? Yeah. You know, and I'm thankful for that, you know. Absolutely. You know, he's like, you're all, you, you say you're, you know, you're too busy to be with your family or whatever, but at the same time, you don't have to be right here right now mm. at this place. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I'm thankful for that, not only the, the lifting you up, but also the accountability, accountability of friendship, you know? Right. And so I, I've seen that work in our group of men in Alabama for the, uh, the gritty camp. I've seen that, that flesh itself out, you know, just holding one another accountable, you yeah. know, and, and I've heard the guys say several times on the rucks, on the group rucks, I, I probably would have turned around mm-hmm. if there wasn't a group of men here that were s- still going forward. Absolutely. You know, so, and you know, and we've seen, just the 
the application of of uh, having someone there with you uh, work out in our life. You know, uh, sure. Uh, if you want to kind of share share a little bit of that story, we can kind of go into that. If yeah, yeah, I can share some of the back the backstory of that. Um, Josh and I both love to hunt, and um, and so uh, that's one of the other things we have in common. But uh, last year we um, we went to Idaho um, on a spring a spring bear hunt. Um, free chase and so um, we didn't really know the country very well so our first destination was the Selway wilderness area and we got up there and it was in Montana where we had to actually go into the Selway into Idaho but the snow um, had stayed around later that that spring and so when we got to the trailhead area the road leading up to it of course we ran into snow about five miles from the trailhead and we couldn't pass it so we threw our packs on and we hiked up to the to the trailhead, which was brutal in yeah, and of itself, with all that snow. I was snow. thinking, what kind of friend are you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're trying to, yeah, the sad thing was, this is really, really. Let me just give you this illustration. If if, if you ask anybody what Josh's nickname is, his nickname is Trainwreck. Okay, is mm-hmm. even his kids know his, his nickname. Okay, this is serious. Yeah. And on the way up there, um, his wife called, and and I think we're somewhere in Wyoming, and and she was so worried that he was going to die on this bear hunt. She kept saying that. I think you, go, I think you're going to go up there and get eaten by a bear or whatever, you know. And finally, I just said, Josh, tell her to quit saying that. Man. I think she jinxed us. I think she did. So anyway, our first stop there, we we park our truck, can't go any further. It's snow packed, and the snow is deep. And we started out, it was fairly crusty, right? So we head up. And it's five miles up to where the trailhead is. We didn't know it was quite that far, but it was. Our packs are loaded for a week back in the wilderness. And, dude, the snow starts to melt, and it just gets to where you're walking like in sand. We finally get up there. And, I mean, the the sign that has the trailhead on it is nearly covered in snow when we get to the top. And uh, we literally were like, dude, we just we can't. This isn't going to work. We turned around. We had another five miles back out of there, and it was brutal to say the least. I Man, think, I was so defeated. Like I was thinking, just like, well, we have drove two days to get here, <laughs> and and you know, and I think we we really had high hopes for that Selway oh, area. Oh, absolutely, you know? and, yeah. And and we were determined, but when we, you know, it's finally you get to a point you're like, we just have to turn around, right? You know, and something to think about that, and in 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 talking about friendship. Um, I don't know if I would have been alone and got that far if I would have not just tried it. Oh, then I'd have been in a bind. Yeah, I'm sure of that. I mean, and you know, and and so just the the hey, putting your minds together. If one of you's you know weak or whatever, and thinking, man, let's make a logical decision together on what is best for this hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's that's where it started. You know, of of making sure you're with the right person, you know, when you're doing stuff like that, you know, right. I see these people and it scares me. I see these people <laughs> on these forums online. They're like, Hey, I want to go on a backcountry hunt. Is there anybody that would like to go? Oh, I mean, I, that is, I've, I've read those same things. I'm thinking, dude, are you, have you lost your mind? Like, <laughs> you have any idea what you might need to depend on yeah. or not depend on or like what just, jam? Just invite. Right, know, right. Yeah. yeah. A guy shows up, <laughs> walked three miles in 10 years, you know, you're like, oh, well, here we go. Yeah, this may ruin the hunt. So anyway, we finally make our way back to the pickup. We are smoked, exhausted, defeated. And I think Josh was probably thinking, why in the world did I come with you on this hunt? But anyway, we went further south to get out of the snow and we went into another place, um, which would be the Frank Church Wilderness area. And um, we threw our packs on and, and we packed back in. And uh, of course, the first thing we had to cross was a river. Um, and so I don't know how many times we stripped down on that journey yeah, in, know, right? in and out, but it was yeah. constantly stripping oh, off clothes. It was cold. It was cold, wasn't it? Oh, and we finally get back into our destination and we hunt back in there. And uh, by the time we're done with our hunt towards the end of the week, we begin to head back out. Of course, the snow has been melting, and we saw an outfitter right. in there. And the outfitter wanted to give us a heads up that the river had really, really gotten nasty. And uh, so we were just packing back out of there. And go ahead, and you can share a little bit more of the story after. Yeah, you the know, he, uh, they said, you know, you, hey, there's basically one log left across, you know, when you get out. And uh, kind of pointed us in that direction. So we worked our way back out, and you know it was uh, the 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 river was only 
like maybe a mile. It probably wasn't even a mile. Well, when we walked in, it wasn't 600 yards from the truck. It was truck. a mile from the truck by the time By we the time we got yeah. out, where we had to cross, it was a mile back to the truck. But, I mean, we'd already walked. How many? How far was we? Twelve miles? I don't know. It was. It was. A, it was, a, it was, it was a ways. It, it was a long like, way. It felt like it felt like twelve hundred. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, we were. You know, we had already made our way back out, and, and uh, so we get to the river, and there's a log or some blowdown. I guess it used to be a log. I don't really know what it was. Um, there was some glimpses of a log with, glimpses. A, lot of, with a lot of water. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and we kind of looked at it and thought, we was like, well, this is really the only option we have, you know. And we looked, you know, to see if there was other options, and there just wasn't currently. And so uh, John, and of course John's longer-legged than I am by quite a ways, and he starts across the log, and there's some sketchy parts in it, you know. And we we're, we got our packs on. Guns, you know, packs. Guns, yeah. packs, everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, well, we're tired. We're almost to the truck. The hunt's over. We don't really have anything else to looking forward to. So, you know, I think maybe probably we had let our guard down a little bit. Sure. You know, and you think about that spiritually too. The first oh, verse man. was memorized, be watchful. Yeah. You know? uh, maybe we let our guard down a little bit just of being safe and thinking about, you know, <laughs> i got to make it a little further or whatever. And so, anyhow, John makes it across. And, and I start across. And, and like I said, I'm much shorter leg. And there, there's this one part that we knew was going to be hard and john bobbled a little bit there but he, he made it on and, and i got there and i and i fell in um and well let me reframe this okay okay the water's already i don't know how deep but i mean like deep deep like yeah. you know up here deep and you have to cross the side of a log yeah, because true. the water current's so strong that if you couldn't it just wash you down the river so we get up against that log and it's pushing against you and we're going over there. But the problem is halfway through the river, there's a gap between jump. a huge root ball that you could grab onto and the log we were on was so deep that now it's water's just flowing over that. And I was able to just with one hard push, reach out and grab a, a, a root. And that was able to pull me up on the root ball. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, this thing is flowing like crazy, right? And then Josh gets to that point and when he does, he's lower in the water than I am. So, I mean, you were, your pack is filling up with water at this point. Right. Dude, I mean, it's sucking you down. And you reached out to grab that. And that's where yeah. that current just pushed it, you. you it's kind of twisted me a little bit, yeah. You grabbed onto one Last. one stick, man, that was wedged in there. Yeah. And I had, uh, go ahead. And it, you know, and so I, when that happened, um, at first I was thinking, all right, I'm in a bind. But I can get myself out. You you're know? like you're up here now. Yeah, water. Yeah. It's up to your neck. And then I realized, and, and just to come back to my training in the fire service, I'm thinking, okay, the first thing you do if you get really, really stuck is mm-hmm. try. If you can't do it with your pack on your SCBA, un- start unclipping. Well, I, I try to do that because I'm thinking, okay, my pack's weighing me down. If I can get this pack off, I can pull myself out. I think, and so I start trying to do that. And, and I and it, I just I couldn't feel my hands. It was the yeah, water. Yeah, so that's, cold. That's another thing. The oh, water was wow. freezing. Your legs just burn. You're just so cold, man. Yeah. So cold. Yeah. And 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 so I, uh, at that point, I knew that it was. I I knew it was over. Like I knew I I knew I personally on my own was done. Yeah. Like I couldn't. I could not go no further. You know, and. <clears throat> I, I really didn't know how you would even be able to come get me. You know what I mean? Like I, because of where it was, you know, the, oh, yeah. where you had to jump. And so I, I was, I, I was thinking I was, and I know guys, if anybody knows me, that's listening. <laughs> I've had a lot of craziness uh, in my life. I, I Hence the nickname. Nickname. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, train wreck. yeah. I, I get in some things in life. I, I really didn't expect to live to 30. So everything <laughs> Everything over that's been a... Like, you ran hard and fast. Yeah, it's still do. A, it's been a bonus. So, <laughs> uh, anyhow, so we, we get to that point, you know, and I'm, I am thinking, uh, well, this is it. You know, and for the first time in my life, I really... And, and to be honest, I almost, for a sense, got a sense of peace of like, it's okay. Uh, you know, it's over, but it's over. You know, and that's what I was thinking. And then I, I remember... I think I looked at you as like, come get me or 
So oh, yeah. gestured, you knew, hey, I just said, on. hey, can you hang on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. can you just, just hang on? It's, and, that, and you didn't know. I didn't know. You decided, I don't know, but yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, and that was the thing, too. I forgot about that. I didn't know. Like, I really didn't. He said, can you hang on till I get to you? And I didn't know. Yeah. I really didn't. And so. I'm going to have Weston, when we edit this, put this picture up on, on the – on there and and i've here's the thing guys when we were doing our hunts like anytime we were doing something sketchy or whatever we would video each other so this yeah. is like if we're coming across a, a bad log over a creek or whatever we're crossing it or whatever and we're we're just videoing each other coming and going you know just 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 crazy stuff but anyway on this one here i i was videoing and he videoed me as i went yeah. and then i was videoing him and so when you see this picture guys don't think that i was just Oh, you just out for because my wife's like John. That looks terrible. Here, your friend's about to die, and you're on the bank with a video camera running. No, I I wasn't. I was videoing as you were coming across there. But as soon as you were in that jam, I mean, I threw the phone. And I remember that happening. And to be honest with you, I don't know even myself how I got from the bank across that next gap to the root ball, and we it was just like we were there, yeah. just that fast. Yeah, you know, and 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 he and I remember when you got there, you. Did you get a hold of my gun barrel? I got a hold of your gun barrel, but I can see your face, dude. When you see somebody that they're they're thinking it's over, that look is a it's a serious look. It's not a joke, man. And I I just remember you hung on, and I know you you were just hanging on with just grit. That's all it was, man. Because your pack was completely submersed. Um, the water was coming almost in your mouth at this point. I mean, it's flooding over the side I'd of your head. I had already swallowed some water, yeah. you know, and that's where I started thinking. And I knew you were freezing because my legs were numb yeah. just from just from crossing it. And um, you held on, man. We, and we got there and grabbed the gun barrel, and, and we were able to, to – and the weight of what you were holding on, dude, pulling up out of there with your pack clear full of water and everything saturated and soaked. Um, and then we were just blessed, man, and able to get you out of there. Probably. You know, and I, I remember thinking, you know, just, and I think we even said this just directly after this, man. Like, I I don't know that I would have wanted me in that situation. There's, I can literally one more person in my life that I think I would want to be in that situation with. You know, if I had to say, if, if, if it would come down to, hey, this is the situation you're going to be in, who do you want there? And I think there would have been one more person that I could name. Out of all the people that I really you know, no love, count on. I just, there's just those people that you know that are, 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 are that person, you know, and, and we've talked, we talked about that several times during that trip of how, you know, God puts you together with the right people in your life and how important it is to have the, not just a person. You know, I didn't just need somebody there. No. You know, and that's, that's sometimes what people think, I think, and where they get in trouble in life where they just, like, well, I need to put some people in my life. You know, I need to, I need to get somebody here. And I think that's where people get hurt a lot of times. You know, we've seen it in church leadership. I need to get elders, and I need to get lay pastors, or I need to get some people on my team. Mm-hmm. You know, and you start putting people around you, and it becomes it's the wrong person, and that's worse than having nobody. Oh, man, <laughs> you know, absolutely. They're, they're the ones who drown with you. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? So, that's so true, man. Uh, that is true. And we talked about that, like you said, a lot on the hunt. That's one reason I like to hunt with you, and um, not because your nickname, and because we know we're going to probably it's gonna experience be, something. You always, it's we always say it's, it's, it's going to be an adventure. We know one thing. We might not kill him, but it will be an adventure. It will be an adventure. But the other aspect of that is I know if something really bad comes down, I know that, and I'm not, this is this reality of, of certain friends. Right. They're not going to worry about their life. No. They're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. I don't care if it's an encounter with whatever. And those are the kind of people that I want to hunt with, the ones that I want to fight this battle of, of faith with. Yes. Um, and we need men like this in the church. Absolutely. Man, we need some men like this in the church. Um, and uh, because to be quite frankly honest with you, there's not a lot of those men that I've encountered Um in my life in ministry that I would say that I would really just want to fight in this battle side by side with in the trenches, which is what we're in right. a war. But God was good to us, Josh. That he day. was and, gracious, you know, and even getting out of the water, you know, try, the hypothermia. Then the yeah, next thing was, yeah, high, yeah, you know, that was the next thing. And, and just encouragement to, 
to get, get back, back to the truck. And we, we tried, tried to jog. jog. Yeah, we tried to kind of get a little little quicker step in. You were shaking so bad. I mean, you couldn't even stop. I mean, it was just, it was bad. But just to get us to the truck, it was about a mile away. Yeah. And just to even get moving and get going, that was the whole purpose. We couldn't feel anything. But we knew we needed to get there and, and, and to get the wet clothes off. And you know how it all went. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, man, God was good to us that day. Yeah, he he was. is always good, though. He is, for sure. You know, and, you know, kind of from an application standpoint, I think that when we start thinking about this concept of, mm-hmm. of, of friendship and, and putting people in your life, and I, I encourage people to, to, to go, go do stuff with your friends. You know, if you hunt, you know, and you're kind of a, a loner or whatever, you know, you know, invite a friend, you know, tell them to come, you know, I, I bird hunt a lot and I love just being there with me and my dogs. I mean, you know, but you know, again, they're kind of like a friend to me, you know, but, but there's still something special when you're there with, with somebody. And and when I say all that, even like, you know, uh, with cattle, going to catch cattle, there's times where I could, I could do it alone, Mm -hmm. but man, there's more times than that where I'm thankful somebody was there to go get the truck or somebody was there to get the trailer or somebody was there to throw me another rope or somebody was there to tell me to tighten my girds. Yeah. No, that's that's the number one. Yeah, yeah, because you you never tighten your girds. No, No. I I like my horses to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. If you get good fitting saddles and a good fitting pad, the only time you need your girt tights is when you rope something. Oh, my word. This is a whole other story, but when we rode to Washington, D.C. from Texas. Oh, goodness. I look over there one day and we're riding along the highway, guys. We just, you know, this is the whole trip, man. Almost 900 and some miles is just cars just she, she, she flying by you. And I look over there at Josh's and, and I look at his front, his front girt. I guarantee you there was four to five inches. Just, it's just sitting down there swinging. I said, Sparkman, you're going to die, man. And, uh, anyway, that's the story of how he, he kind of lives his life. But. <laughs> And I was I was thinking about this this whole podcast and I, and uh, it comes out of a book that I encourage all men to read. It's uh, called Manly Men by uh, Mansfield. Yeah. And um, there's a there's a there's a chapter in there on friendship and there's a there's a, a quote by John Wood. Uh, I can't remember his Warder, uh, whatever whoever that is. He's a, a doctor. Uh, but anyways, it says no distance or place or lapse of time can lessen the friendship of those who are th- thoroughly persuaded of each other's worth. Mm-hmm. You know, that is good. And, and yes, it's very good. You know, and that's I think that's what friendship really looks like is that we are are thoroughly persuaded yeah. of each other's worth, and I, and that's where I because when you're persuaded, and, and I think this comes. As another application, when you're persuaded that somebody is worth whatever to you, I mean, you'll fight for that. True. And you'll and you'll also fight for them. Mm-hmm. You'll fight for your friendship. You'll fight for what's best for them. I know um, some one of my really good friends have, has been through some some bad relationship uh, issues, and man, just during that time, I remember how I was almost as heartbroken as he was for him. You know, and I think about right. like. Because he's worth so much to me, sure, as a friend, yeah. you know. And um, yeah. when we're truly persuaded of each other's worth, mm. um, nothing can lapse. No time, no distance, no hardship can lapse. You know, get get in the middle of that, and, mm. and that's what friendship is. It's being persuaded truly that you know John Riggs is is worth is everything to me as a friend, and uh, and the same thing with you and, and whoever that is in your life. And I know. You're listening to this. Some of you are probably thinking, "Man, I just don't have that person in my life." Mm. Uh, and I and I've been in times where like that, but I had to discipline myself, and it comes back to the whole discipline of being a greedy man. Yeah. Uh, to put those people in my life, you know, to allow those people to have a role in my life, to allow those people. One of the things is is, is to allow those people to help me. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I was talking about letting somebody go with you. You know, test their worth. Yeah, you know, test their, you know, test if they truly are. Time, time, and 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 togetherness, and being in the same place for a little bit. I, I know working on crews and the and the fire service. There's guys right now 
that I would, you know, we say would charge hell with a water pistol, you know, it's kind of our slogan with, and there's some guys that I don't know if I'd fight a, a garbage can fire with them. Right. You know what I mean? Just yeah. being, being around and being in their presence and, 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 and just figuring them out over time, you know, and so mm. you've got to, you've got to, you got to cultivate that friendship. So, right. And that is very important too, to remember that. I think another thing it's important too, especially talking to people about relationships and friendships is um, you need to establish those fences and boundaries based on relationship. Not everybody is in the close circle. They're just not there, but you are the one that determines who is and who isn't. And um, another thing is, you know, like you said, even having the best interest of you in mind, even if that means holding you accountable, um, is what a real friend would do. Yeah. Um, in, in some of those cases. But the other thing is, you know, someone that uh, that can build you up, can encourage you, can speak truth into your life, that has value, meaning, knowing that it's coming from the Word of God or sharing Scripture or whatever, knowing that they have your best interest in mind either way, whether it's to call you on the carpet on, about something or to encourage you in some way, you know, knowing that that person has your best interest in mind um, is a valuable thing to have in a, in a friendship and when you find that you just are so you're blessed man yeah. to have that in your life and respecting those boundaries too yeah you know as as a friend you know understanding um understanding the boundaries and thinking about you know for me just just like mine and your friendship like i think we realize how busy each other are yeah. you know um i've had people get upset with me or mad mad at me or think that I was less of a friend because I didn't answer the phone when they called or, right. you know, and they just call, 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 call. And really that put a really a, mm -hmm. a, a, a tight whatever wedge in our friendship, sure. you know. And and so respecting some boundaries too in your friendship of, of knowing who, you know. Right. I, I mean, like I feel like for me, I feel like that if, if, if my phone rings and it, and it says John Riggs or Thad Payton or, you know, and the list goes on. Like, like I know, hey, this is probably important, mm -hmm. you know. And um, if I look down and see that you've called, then it's important for me to get back to you. But I also know, hey, I don't really need to just call every day to say good morning like I do to my wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've, got, we've all had those people <laughs> right. who, are, who are trying to press their self yeah as a friend and they're just not meant to be that you know yeah that's really if a pastor's listening to this that's really a hard place oh man from from starting your your pastoral role to you know i'm 12 in how many years have you been in ministry About 20 20 yeah you know to realize that some people i'm just meant to be their pastor yeah and some people i'm supposed to be their friend sure uh you know and balancing that is very hard because once you start like with the like a concept like manly camp, like you know, you almost people think, oh, you know, well maybe this is supposed to be my friend, you know, mm -hmm. and you have to you have to allow the spirit to give you those checks and balances in your life. Absolutely, allow the Holy Spirit to guide you to say, okay, let this person be part, or you know, or or just be their pastor, you That's know, it. and it's really gonna save you. And this is just for just a kind of a tidbit for pastors that might be listening. It saves a lot of headache and heartache if you. Uh, realize who who you're just supposed to be their pastor and and who you're supposed to be their friends. So, yeah. yeah, I think too. You know, just along those same lines is is over the years I've had to learn that. Um, speaking primarily to pastors here now is that the people that you pastor are not necessarily always looking for a friend in you. That's right, and it's because you're their pastor. Yeah, and um, you can't be their friend. Mm. Um, because they need, they need a shepherd and they need a leader. Um, it doesn't mean you can't be friendly. That's right. Yeah, that's a good way to. But it it just means that they don't. A lot of them don't want that. They they don't want you to be that person, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and that's okay. But you have to figure that out. But even in the midst of that, God will give you a handful yeah. of just just people. And sometimes they're not even going to be a part of your church. In fact, I've found that most of the time there are people outside of my church, right. like you, Josh, and mm -hmm. some other men. And, um, it's just the way it is. And, and you'll, you'll figure that out, but, but you'll, you'll learn that and understand that that's just the reality of what it is. And it's nothing wrong with it. It's just the re it's just the way that it is. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah. 
and nurturing our friendships too, you know, not, you know, making sure that we do, you know, occasionally I'll just, you know, sometimes my dad is the world's worst, you know, and, I, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm terrible about it. Uh, used to worse, worse, you know, younger than I am now, but I call him and he said, well, what do you need? You know what I mean? Like, right. because that's why I called him. Sure. You know, but sometimes you just need to, when you're, when you think about nurturing your friendships, uh, sometimes you just need to call somebody and say, man, I didn't need nothing. I just had you on my mind and I was calling to check on you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think that's, that's vital, uh, to nurturing that friendship and building it into what it's supposed to be, you know, to think about that. When you do think about that person, uh, for some reason, there's been times when I don't know, I say for some reason, I know it's the Holy Spirit's guidance in our life, but there's been times where like some God's put somebody, the Spirit's put somebody on my heart, mm-hmm. and I've just, you know, I've called them, and they're like, man, I'm so glad you called them. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. man, you, I can, you don't know what this phone call meant. Yeah. And I get off the phone and think, man, how many times have I neglected that phone call? Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? The God was I, leading you to, to. I was just thinking about you the other day, or whatever, you know, and and I didn't call, and 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 mm-hmm. and they needed me to at that moment, Man. you know. So I've had that happen a lot, and yeah. people have no idea that when they called, that even not long before that, I might have been just praying, saying, you know, God, I could sure use some confirmation about this, or, yeah. or Lord, man, I could, I, you know, whatever the situation may be, and it could be within minutes. And you look down and somebody's calling and then or they text or whatever and you're like, Wow, God, yeah. you're you're so you're so good. And that's the way God's always done it. You, yeah. If you think about it, like he's always worked his his way and his will in people's lives through other people. You yeah. know, you think about Elijah, Elijah, um, Elijah, Elisha, mm-hmm. um, you know, when it was time for him to do God's work, he sent the right person and said, Hey yeah. man, let's go. Um David, Jonathan, Paul, uh, Barnabas—you know—you have oh, all these—you know—all these times where God used somebody else mm-hmm. to deliver the message that He needed to, yeah. and it was a lot of times it was through friendships, you know. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know, the Bible says there's a friend that sticks closest to a brother, you know. And and I think at the at the end of the day, we have to value that precept, that 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 way. Um, that God has lined it out for us to to be as humans. Absolutely. You know, in this time that we live in, you know, there's mm. you're going to look around sometimes and feel like you are the only one who believes what you believe, mm. uh, who who is fighting for what you're fighting for, who is willing to go. You know, when God said, "I, I need to find that." somebody to stand in the gap. Mm-hmm. If I could just get one man to stand in the gap, we looked around and there was no one. You know, there's going to be times when you feel like that, but I think if if you're if you're nurturing, building friendships, nurturing friendships, um, you know, keeping them healthy, then there's going to be those times in your life where you'd be like, well, I know there's one guy I can call, you know, besides, of course, Jesus. Um, there's one guy I can call and he'll be here. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll be, he'll be with me. You know, he, he won't judge me. He won't, he won't ridicule me. He won't, you know, he might, he might tie me up, but he's not going, he's not going to run me in the ground, you know, and, and, and that's so valuable that one time in your life and the times that we live that you know that there's somebody that will stand with you. Yeah, man, you, know? you got to have that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank God for, for those men in your life. I know, um, some of you men out there, just what Josh was talking about, I was just the other day, we men are different than, than women, obviously, in our relationships because the way that we function as men, we don't do very good face-to-face kind of stuff. Yeah. We do good side-by-side, shoulder-to-shoulder activity stuff. Yeah. And so um, there was a young man that was on one of our weekly rucks, and uh, he's in his early 20s. And, you know, that's kind of when men talk is when we're doing stuff. We mm-hmm. don't just, you know, grab a cup of coffee and talk often, but. He was just talking to me about loneliness, um, being a young man and not being able to find mm. other young men who love God and are serving God wow. um, and living for God. And he was, uh, he was asking me how he can find those men. Um, this is good. Yeah. And so I, I just was 
telling them, I said, well, that's something maybe that you could begin to work on. What's a way in which we can connect like-minded men together um, in the hope of finding and developing relationships? And so number one, just begin to pray that God will bring that person into your life because you don't need a bunch of them because you don't really have time uh, to invest that way in those relationships. Um, and then and then also, uh, like Josh, like you were talking about, you know, begin to nurture those relationships by doing some activities together as men um, and uh, building those relationships. And and I think you just have to use the sort gate um, oh, as men good. come into your life, just like you do cattle, um, you, you, you do a sort gate. And it's not that there's anything wrong with that man necessarily. It's just not God's man for you to be yeah. that relationship in friendship with in that close place. You just sort that person. But when you do find one, uh, you want to hold them in the pen and and uh, sure enough, really enjoy what God has provided for you throughout your life. And God gives you lifetime friends, and then he gives you seasonal friends. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that as well. Yeah, you think high school. I mean, I, have, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't give anything for those guys, no. you know, at that time. Yeah. You know, I mean, side <laughs> by side, having fun, you know, yeah. keeping, me, keeping me in check, you know. And, uh, but, at, you know, too, those were just seasonal friends. Yeah. You know, um, you know talking about looking for those people you know pray for divine appointments mm -hmm. um, i got a bible at home that uh that i that i got it i, I used to rope a lot and and, and went to a alabot camp mm -hmm. um that is actually where i that's where i knew that i was supposed to start the church and um at that camp and he wrote in my in my bible in the front of it he wrote, you know I, he wrote a kind of a long deal and said this has been a divine appointment that we met I didn't think about that a lot at that time, but I think that over the years, how much interaction me and Alan's had um, just doing ministry together, you know, went back and helped with some camps and cooked at some camps and he's been to the church and just that divine appointment, you know, mm -hmm. and so begin to pray and what, you know, that's a kind of a big word, divine appointment. It's yeah. like, oh, what is this, you yeah. know, but really it's, it's just saying, I want a God appointment That's it. that only God could have ordained this moment in mm -hmm. my life for this person to show up at this time or, 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 you know, this, this kind of relationship. And, and so pray for divine appointments, God mm -hmm. appointments, if you yeah. want to make it less of a word, um, God appointments that, Hey, this is a God appointed man for my life. Right. You know, and, and you say seasonal, you know, think about in the Bible, you know, Paul, he had a seasonal, seasonal people that was with him oh, yeah. and they went on to do ministry peter was that way kind of in a right. they had some sort of friendship but they were like you know we're just different people mm -hmm. you know and sure. it's not and I, I don't i don't really think they got in a squabble to say but they just said you know it's probably gonna be better if 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 you do ministry here and i do ministry here absolutely you know? yeah. and and so you know that was seasonal for for, mm -hmm. for paul and peter and other people too mm -hmm. but Thinking through that in our life and applying that so good. So, it is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It really is. Well, guys, I hope that today um, just Josh and I really didn't even have a set program here. We just wanted to set in fellowship and and uh, share with you some things that uh, we had been discussing over the last few days. But realizing and understanding that we as men, although we do enjoy time alone, and it's important to have yeah. that, um, we definitely are created for relationship. Um and uh, that we all need some really, really, really good godly men in our life that we can call friend yeah. and, and a brother. And so I want to encourage you guys. Um, maybe you're, you're, you've got that guy in your life or maybe a couple of them. You know what? Maybe shoot him a text and just tell him yeah. how much you appreciate them and for what they mean to you in, their li in your life. Right. And, uh, you know, let them know that, that you're, you're grateful to God that, that he put the two of you together or three of you, whatever it is. You have anything else you'd like yeah, to close for, with, John? Yeah, and I'd just like up. to say, number one, John, thank you for being a friend. Yeah, you know, thank you, man. And, and if if you haven't, maybe you've been listening to these things and you've been hearing about uh, this gritty camp and 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 the gritty company, I encourage you to uh, to to pray about what that's supposed to be in your life. You know, I, the men, the testimony that I heard yesterday, yeah, on top of Mount Scott from these men, whether it was marriages restored um, relationships with Christ being built up discipline in their life 
all of these themes that I heard yesterday all developed out of this gritty camp. And I know I know you're working towards opening this up maybe and, and trying to allow some other churches to kind of use this yeah. uh, this deal, you know, in, in there. And for us, that's kind of what I just, you know, I was able to kind of be a test dummy, I guess, of, of doing it somewhere beside. I'm a good Not test crash dummy. dummy. Yeah, okay, yeah. test dummy. Yeah. I, I tell all these indestructible things that they put out, like yeah. phones, yeah. I'm like, if you just send it to me and say it's Sparkman proof, then I mean you'd sell you're millions. Go. You're good to go, yeah. aren't you? Uh, but oh, you know, man. think about think about this. John's doing amazing work. Uh, God's really gifted him and and the ability to to see things uh, in the way they they should be structured. And so I'm so thankful for that. Oh, uh, I see you, some John. amazing growth in some men, and we just we're in week three at our church. Uh, I've seen some amazing growth in some men. Um, I've had guys that said, uh, you know. They've been um, using, like, you know, they've been using marijuana just to, to, to kind of just give them a, um, just to release some military guy, you know, and 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 that it, that they totally quit mm. as one of their disciplines. They've been doing it for years. Wow. You know, and not not really as a let me get high, but just let it calm me down. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, man, I'm so I didn't realize. He said when. In the very first study, when it said to be sober-minded, mm. he said at that moment, I knew I was done. Wow. That's he incredible. said, because I, I realized that I wasn't sober-minded in those moments. Mm. And so just little things that I've seen it do in men's lives. So I encourage you, uh, get on the Gritty Company website. Uh, think about think about seeing how you could apply this in, in, in your organization, in, in your life and see where God takes that. I know we're going to host one, another one in the fall because it's gained so much momentum. I'm sure you all have some plans. Yes. Some conferences. And we have, be looking, we have a conference coming yeah, up. Yeah, tell them about yeah, that. So, so anybody that wants to Yeah, come. so John's going to be coming to speak at our church uh, here in the month of June. We're going to start posting everything uh, here next week. So uh, no offenses, cc.com, no offenses on Facebook. Uh, you can look that up. But it's going to be a great, we're going to feed everybody a steak dinner. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Um, looking, man, we're looking to have a great crew of people. I have some uh, this week. I'm going to finalize some speakers uh, that have you know really busy, and hopefully we've got a great lineup of of two or three speakers that's going to come. I mean, the star is going to be John. No, 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 no. Uh, he's I was, the headline. I was the bottom of the choice you're, you're list. Not the open, you're not the open <laughs> act. Uh, but anyhow. Oh, but anyways, man, guys, uh, we love you, and keep being gritty. Be God's man in this time that we live in. Go mm. find you a friend and be a friend. Absolutely. Thank you guys for watching this week's Gritty Podcast. Um, look forward to meeting some of you guys. Do go to No Fences Cowboy Church there in Alabama um, and look at their website. And I know Josh would love to have you guys come to their men's conference. Yes. Or maybe you might be watching this from that area. Um, what a great church to go join, be a part of where you can meet some other gritty, like-minded men. So God bless you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Adios.